Hey there, it's Jeff Luther, and you are diving into the podcast for the Service Business Blueprint. This is where I walk with you and help you unlock the secrets to building a thriving service-based business. We talk about everything from starting out to setting milestones in your company you didn't even know would exist. We'll cover entrepreneurship, personal growth, mindset, everything you need for success in your service-based business. You ready to build that blueprint? All right, welcome back. In today's episode, we are going to explore the concept of treating your business like a person. Um, this is something I've known for a while, kind of in the back of my mind, kind of as the concept, you know, treating your business like an, an entity or another person. But until recently, with some changes in my business, I never really put much weight into it. And now I'm starting to look at it much differently. Um, many entrepreneurs overlook the human aspect, humanizing our business, focusing solely on profit and growth is generally what we do. But by personifying your business, which is a very fancy word by thinking of your business as a person, you can develop a deeper connection with your business. Um, you can understand more about the business's needs, um, more about I mean, goals and aspirations of a business would be a bit of a stretch, but thinking about where you want the business to go. Um, and I know that I've done the same thing with employees. Where do I want employees to go? Where do I want people in my organization to go? What do I want for them? The wants for those people to have that drive, to have that fire in their belly, we can't really create, but we can promote, right? So maybe we can do the same thing kind of in our business. Some key points here kind of comparing the two, the, the people and the personification of a business, is building relationships. Just like people, businesses thrive on relationships. So we, we have relationships with people that are interconnected into our business, but our business also has those relationships. Our brand, uh, people have a relationship with our brand or our logo might mean something to them. In, in my business, my home inspection business, I know that I have relationships with uh, the a lot of the luxury real estate agents in the Atlanta market and in, in the Charleston market too, but that is around our brand. So our brand is known for that home inspection and that luxury tier. We cultivate strong connections with our customers, our suppliers, our employees, our stakeholders, and just like we do on the human aspect, we do that on the business aspect too, because that business gets personified. In the in the business, we also invest in uh, in the business building trust, the business building loyalty. You think about think about the business as a person, and you want people to trust that business. Well, that that trickles down into your organization, into the people of your organization, giving them the tools to be able to do what they say they're going to do, giving them the tools to be able to do the right thing, giving them the tools to be able to do what it takes when they need to. Just like in any personal relationship, we want the business to be able to back up that relationship as well, building trust, building loyalty. Um, communication, effective communication is, is critical for any healthy relationship. We, we all know communication is critical, particularly in a romantic relationship. That's the same way in your business. And I don't mean communication from the business owner to the employees. Having thinking, thinking about your business as a person, communication is effective and it's critical in 
any relationship. So you want to harbor an environment where where the employees feel like they are in the know. That's effective communication. Listening to what your business is telling you through feedback, through data, through market trends. Like with us, we watch every month to see where we are in terms of market trends compared to the overall market in the in the Atlanta real estate market. For example, if the real estate market is trending down, which it has been over the last couple of years, then we know that our business is trending down too. If the real estate market is down 18%, we want to look and see if our business is down 20%, then that's a problem, right? But if real estate is down and our business is down, that's okay. It's okay to follow the market. What's not okay is for our business to be down more than the real estate market is down. Um, so that's one of the ways that we listen to what our business is telling us. And if we're down more than the market, then we need to do some things different. We need to go and get market share, right? So we're treating our business like a person through feedback, through data, through market trends. And we create that feedback, but that's in support of the business as a person. Clearly communicating your vision, your goals, your values, having, having core values is not just lip service. What, what we did when we created our values is we went through every person in the organization and we wrote down anywhere from two to three of the positive attributes that those, those people had, that each individual person had. And then we took those attributes and made that our company core values. So, so we're taking the attributes of people and putting them into our organization. And that's how we personified our organization by taking those, those positive attributes of the people in the company um, that we liked and wanted to replicate. Um, being empathetic, understanding the needs of your business, understanding the needs, understanding the feelings, and maybe by those that are impacted by your business is crucial for us with home inspection. People are impacted by our business. So for us, we have, we have an accuracy rating. We're at a 99% accuracy rating in our business. We go through all of our callbacks every single week to figure out what we could have done better. And it's not about saving face, it's about two things. It's about, it's about making our employees better, giving them tools to improve themselves so they can carry on forever. They can carry those tools on with them when they leave the organization, they can be more marketable. That's, that's part of my job as the business owner. I want people to be more valuable out in the open job marketplace when they leave this company than, than they were when they showed up. And I do that by giving them more tools, giving them more resources, having, having them grow and develop as a person along the way. So we do the same thing with the organization as a whole. We want our accuracy rating to be high because that is our organization. That's our company. That's how we're, we're measured. We have an impact on people's lives when we do a home inspection. We want it to be a great home inspection. Um, empathy also fosters a, a supportive and an inclusive environment within within the whole business um, ecosystem. I guess it, it's symbiotic, right? Symbiotic in the in the natural environment means that uh, I do something for you, you do something for me. So it's symbiotic. This is, the business is the same way. You're taking care of the business. The business is going to take care of the people. The people take care of the business. The business takes care of the people. Symbiotic. Take care of the business. The business takes care of the of the customers, and then the customers pay the business money. So it is symbiotic. Um, 
Growth and development of the business, just like individuals. Businesses need opportunity for growth and development. For example, if you're thinking of, uh, of, of um, growing your business through acquisition, that is a way of growth and development. You're learning as the business owner, and then the business is getting that injection of buying something new. So that's growth, that's development. Implementing new systems, implementing a new product to sell, that is, that's growth and development of your business, just like we do with people, like with us, with people. As a matter of fact, I just sent an email out to all of our, all of our inspectors today for an opportunity for, for someone to become a trainer for our inspectors. You know, this is something that you're rewarded monetarily for, but also you, you broaden your, you expand your comfort zone, you broaden your, your knowledge base, and it's something that you can carry with you beyond this company when you when you learn that skill how to train someone to be a successful home inspector um, that's personal growth personal development um, investing in learning and innovation to keep your business agile and competitive that's our responsibility as the owner investing in in learning investing in education that's why we go to seminars that's why we're members of peer groups it's those things that are that are critical for us to put into the business, to implement in the business so the business continues to grow. It's critical. We don't think about it that way. We want the business to grow and develop just like we want our people to grow and develop. Um, we need to be adapt to changing circumstances and market dynamics to ensure long-term sustainability of the business. That's humanizing the business. We want the business to live forever, right? Um, I'll probably talk more about this later, but this is something that was given to me by a, a really dear friend I had the had the privilege of knowing, uh, or meeting rather. Um, and if you think about it, you know, be kind, do the right thing, don't die. Uh, you can you can put that into your business as well. Very simple rules to live by. Um, Wellness and balance. You think about wellness and balance with people uh, compared to business. Um, we prioritize the well-being of, of our business, of our employees, of ourself. So putting the well-being in that same category of uh, wanting the business to be healthy. Business health is something that we talk about in EOS when we run the EOS, um, the EOS system, um, keeping your business agile, keeping it competitive. That's about learning. It's about being innovative. It's about being daring. It's about taking risk. It's about being an entrepreneur. Uh, we adapt to changing circumstances and market dynamics to ensure long-term sustainability. Um, <clears throat> avoid overworking or neglect. We avoid we avoid overworking or neglect with our employees. It's essential in aspects of your business in terms of short-term gains. Uh, we want to avoid overworking our business. We want to avoid um, spreading the business too thin. And that could be just as simple as overextending a credit line, running our credit cards up too close to the, to the credit limit, borrowing too much, buying too much, spending too much, overcommitting on marketing, overcommitting on advertising. That's not a well-balanced business. So we strive for that healthy balance. Um, accountability. This is an interesting one. Accountability. 
holding your business accountable. If you think about the business like a person, holding your business accountable, that trickles down to accountability in your people. For us, we don't have an organization chart, but we do have an accountability chart. Who's accountable for what piece of what process in our organization? And holding your business accountable trickles down into holding the people accountable. And again, almost that symbiotic relationship. It's the business is accountable for its actions, for its decisions, and each person ties into that. Um, accountability in mistakes. I, I touched on this with our with our excellence report. Um, you hold your business accountable for, for the mistakes, but you also hold your business accountable for how you handle those mistakes, right? Looking at it as an opportunity, as opposed to looking at it as something you need to be defensive about. That's one way that you hold your business accountable. How are you going to treat people when they do have that issue that comes up where, uh, where they feel like they need to, they need to make a callback or they're upset with the organization? How do you make that, turn that experience from that for them into a positive one from a potential negative one? That's, that's holding your business accountable. Um, establishing clear goals, metrics, tracking process, tracking progress, measuring your success. All of those things we do for people, there's no reason why we wouldn't do that for our business as well. Um, and lastly, but most important to me, I think when we're, when we're thinking of our business as a person uh, or personifying our business, most all of us as entrepreneurs, we can agree that we don't like to disappoint people. Um, and in doing that, we don't want to disappoint our business, right? So this kind of changes the game for us a little bit in the decisions that we make. If we're thinking that uh, that we need to hire out of out of desperation, is that something that maybe the, the business would, would be disappointed with us down the line? If we've gotten to a point where we know we need to hire, we know we need to hire, and we keep putting it off, would the business, what would the business think of that decision that we're making down the road. Um, so personifying your business puts you in a place where you really don't want to disappoint the business, um, which I think is helpful when we're trying to, to make good short and long-term decisions. So treating your business like a person involves recognizing the, the human piece of the business, its humanity, both, both the entity of the business, but also the human people in your business. Um, you nurture them with care and empathy, and you do the same with your business, nurturing it with care and empathy. By fostering strong relationships, having effective communication, um, a growth-oriented mindset, we unlock the full potential of our business as well as our people in, a, in attaining uh, another level of success. Um, I tried to put a bunch of facts in here and things to to really um, solidify the thought of thinking of your business like a like a person. It's really more of a belief, um, and I hope that some of these points are helpful. But the next time you're making a, a decision, a big decision in your business, take a few seconds and think about your business like a person, and how would that person feel about the decision that you're making, and would it matter? 10 years down the road, would it matter? Five years down the road, would it matter? Or even going further, 20 years down the road, would it matter? But making those decisions in and around your business and thinking of your business like a person would be helpful. Um, I hope that you got, this wasn't too hokey and you got something out of this. 
Um, I always look forward to these, and uh, and until next time, I'll look forward to it. If you if you like what you hear, click that like button below, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for hanging out on the Service Business Blueprint with me, Jeff Luther. Stay in the loop as we keep delivering these strategies to supercharge your service business. Hit subscribe, leave a review, be part of our growing community. Now you have someone to walk with you as we create your service business blueprint. Until next time, remember where you focus is where your energy goes. Beliefs turn to things, so choose the good ones.